RadioInfluence.com. I got a really nice guest. She is so nice and so professional and so good at what she does. It's an honor and a pleasure to let me introduce on the Rock Stops here one Tiffany Blackman. She has been at ESPN for the last, I don't know, is it almost a year and 10 months, eight months, something like that, going on two years. She's a sideline reporter, college football, ESPN, formerly of NFL Network for about five years, six years, uh, a reporter. That's where I first became aware of her. And I'll tell you all the backstory, this and that, but I always, it's not like I really know her that well. I ran into her when she was in Tampa Bay doing stories covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for NFL Network. And I remember saying hello to her and her producer, Anthony, who's a really, really nice guy. And they were so nice to me. I was looking for a job. I had just been let go. I wasn't renewed after 18 years at Bay News 9. Uh, Spectrum Sports in Tampa Bay. I was there 18 years and they decided not to renew me. I made a lot more money than everybody else. And there you go. And I remember going up to them. They were there and I'm like, hey, if you guys have ever heard of anything, like if there's anything in NFL Network and she turned around and she was so nice and it was sincere. And she's like, oh, I know that feeling. She had been in CSN, which was a national network, but they had these regional networks and she was in Houston and they had let everybody go. So she goes, I understand. I know that feeling. And she was just really nice. It seemed like sincere. You can kind of tell by a person. And I was like, wow. And I ran into her a couple other times. She just, just say hello. How you doing? And just always seemed very, very nice, sincere. And, and I'll tell you how it all came about. And I went to the old, it was formerly the Outback Bowl, but now it's called the ReliQuest Bowl in Tampa Bay. Big Ten team, Illinois, an SEC team, Mississippi State, and they were playing, and I saw that on the list she was going to be the sideline reporter, and I said, it was just one of those whims. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get her on. Uh, she would be great for the Rock Stops here. We'll see how it goes. And so I went to the game and I waited until the end. She had post-game responsibilities and she had had a long day. And I went over to her and she said, sure. As long of a day as she had, and I know that she was heading out to catch a plane to get back home, she did it. And so here she is. How did she make it to the top? How did she make it to NFL Network and ESPN? And, you know, just here we go. So without further ado, ESPN's very, very polite, professional, the best, Tiffany Blackman. 
All right, I am with the great Tiffany Blackman. Oh, my God, she's doing so great at ESPN. What a success in broadcasting. How are you? How are you? Oh, my goodness, you're too kind. Uh, I'm doing great, better now that I'm standing here with you again. It's great to see you, Rock. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy past week. I was doing the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona, caught a red-eye flight, and then came here for, for this game uh, to catch a great ReliQuest Bowl. This podcast, The Rock Stops Here, is how, it's a lot of broadcasters, it's athletes, how they made it to the top. You, out of Georgia State, paid your dues in this business from Lake Charles to Waco to Oklahoma City to Houston to the National Network to NFL Media, NFL Network for like five years. And now I think you're going on like a year and a half at ESPN on the sidelines. What, 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 what's the key? Oh my goodness, you've done a lot of your research. Um, I, I guess the key is just trying to uh, stay positive and uh, it sounds cliche, but just believe in yourself when you feel like nobody else does. And so uh, that's what has kept me, me going. I'm watching the, those great semifinal college games this past weekend and I didn't realize, I knew you were doing sidelines, but when I saw you interviewing the winning coach or player, I was like, wow, Tiffany, that is a high profile spot that you are in. Um, what was that like? Both of those college semifinal games were amazing. What was that like being in that type of environment? Uh, it was a whirlwind, I'll tell you that. But um, but the, I had a great team to cover in TCU. What a inspiring and special story uh, and special team that they are. Um, I spent all week with them. Um, and so I really got kind of in the trenches with those guys. And so it made for a really fun week, a very... Um, informational week where they were great at you know providing us with, with what I needed um, to be able to kind of tell their story and get some insight into what a great team they are uh, and so I, I really it's a hard time to even put it into words I feel like I'm running on fumes right now so I'm probably rambling but um, but it's just been a really special and uh, I'd say memorable week for me and I'll probably take it all in once I get home on my couch. <laughs> now you've been a reporter you've been a host You've been, you know, on an anchor. Now you're on sidelines. Do you have a preference? Do you like doing a variety of things and then just doing the best at what you're currently doing? Um, I love a variety. I'll tell you what, the, the most fun I've ever had in my career is doing sidelines. So, uh, yes, I've been fortunate enough. My first crew that I got to work with last year was fantastic. Uh, Clay Matvick and Rocky Boyman. And now to get to work with Dave Fleming and Rod Gilmore, uh, our producer Joe and our director Griff, like everyone's just been great to work with. And they've helped me kind of just feel comfortable right off the bat. So I, I've had a blast getting to meet with teams in person, talk to the players. I call them kids. But uh, it's it's been a blast. When you were when you when you were like starting out, was your goal to be an NFL reporter? Was it to be on TV? I know you like soccer, and I know you had a little side with Charlotte FC, and you were in the, you know doing soccer a little bit. But what was it like wh when you started out? What was your goal? Uh, my goal was just to, for someone to give me a job. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I always grew up watching Pam Oliver. Uh, watching a lot of Aaron Andrews and so I was like that looks like fun and so my goal was to always get on the sideline somehow 
Um, it happened way later in my career, which is fine. Um, that, seems, that seems to be a trend for me. Um, but I've had fun in every other role I've had along the way. So it's been a good time. I love every aspect of, of doing TV and sports. Bucket list for you, looking down the road, do you have a bucket list that you I would don't. like to do in broadcasting? I don't have a bucket list. I just take each day as it comes. I'm just living life right now and having a good time. Last one. I'm sure there's uh, young girls that want to get into this business. Uh, you've made it. What is the advice that you would have for an aspiring broadcaster, Tiffany? Uh, worry about yourself. That's don't look around at what everybody else is getting and what everybody else is doing. Uh, worry about yourself, and that will take you uh, in a good way. Not, you know, obviously not cutting down others or anything like that or, or being selfish, but in the sense that it can be challenging and tough to know that you're grinding it out and maybe seeing a lot of people get opportunities around you. Um, but it's really important to stay centered and focused and stay confident on what you're doing and your abilities, and that will take you far. Continued success. Thank you so much, Rock. It's great to see you. So, and you know what? It was it was actually a hot day. So she was hot and sweaty and and there were some other guys in the media, photographers that came up and, oh, can we get a picture? She was like, oh, I'm so, I'm, a, oh, sure. And she smiled and, and, and then she was looking for her keys and all this. And here she's had a long day. And for her to do that, take the time. And then when she said, oh, I feel great talking to you, I was like, wow, she is uh, something else. So you, you, you meet those along the way. And I am meeting more and more and more and more, the ones that are at the top of their profession. And I've said it once, I've said it 87 times that I've done these episodes now. They're good people. They're good people. People that are at the top and stay at the top, whether it's playing, coaching, media, broadcasting, my experience, good people. And there's another one, Tiffany Blackman. And it's funny because I follow her. And, you know, she even said like, wow, you did your homework. And I think, Tiffany, if you were listening to this, I wasn't stalking you or anything like that, but I did want to do my homework. And it was really the day before I went on to LinkedIn. And most, if I'm going to interview, most broadcasting, like I don't use LinkedIn. It's never really gotten me a job, but most are on LinkedIn. And so here, here's, here's the honest to God truth. This is the honest to God truth. I was watching, like so many of you, the college football semifinals. And then, of course, what just happened, the college football national championship. And it was on New Year's Eve. They had, they had the first game, the second game. Both of those games were tremendous. I was on the edge of my seat. I haven't seen a lot of college football because I'm busy on Saturdays. I'll see maybe a game here. I'll see a lot of the highlights, but I'm not like locked on my couch all Saturday. It's just because life's been busy. I'm busy out in the field during the week doing stuff with the family, uh, you know, honeydew, all that's jazz. And so, and then Sunday, of course, with the NFL games. But so I made, I watched pretty much both of those games. I mean, and they were tremendous. And so after the TCU victory, the upset over Michigan in the college football semifinal, I'm watching and I was outside on the back patio and the girls were inside doing their thing. And, and I see, and, and I caught the end of the interview after the game with TCU's head coach. And I was like, oh, oh. 
And at first, I'm like, that's Tiffany. And it was quick. Like, it was mostly, it was all on the coach. And then it was really quick going back to her for for just a, a short time. I thought it was a former co-worker, Tiffany Green, who is at ESPN. She does play-by-play. She does a lot of the, um, it's a small, uh, a lot of like the black college, colleges, those games. Um, she's done some other games, I believe, but she's at ESPN. She's on the college football. And, I, and for a minute I was like, oh my God, wow. She's doing the college football semifinal. Wow. So I came in, I said, Emily, remember I told you about Tiffany? Work with her. She goes, yeah, you always said she was nice. I said, oh my God, she was so nice. I remember back in the day, she was I, she was over in the Orlando, CFN Orlando. We were out of Tampa, but it was a regional network. And so I didn't get to know her until at the end when they would come over and do things in Tampa. And I remember the story was she was taking care of her grandmother while she was trying to work her way up in broadcasting and, and all that. And, as, and I was like, wow, that's that's a lot of respect I had then. And then, and then I was like, and then I was like, Tiffany Green, wait, wait, no, 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 Tiffany Blackman. Oh, they look a little similar. And I was like, it's Tiffany Blackman. I really like Tiffany Blackman. Oh my God, she's so nice. Oh my God, Tiffany Blackman doing the college football semifinal sidelines. Wow. She, and then I started looking back up and going through social media. Oh, she was on the TCU beat leading up to that game covering TCU what a, what a great story and I was like wow that is awesome wow she is doing so so good I knew that she had left NFL Network I know that she was for a short time Charleston FC I know that she liked soccer and she was doing it there and then I just like I said I'm busy I wasn't watching a lot of college games on Saturdays I'm busy doing everything else and I was like, oh, ESPN sideline. All right, it's Tiffany. And then when I found out she was doing the Tampa game, the ball, I was like, it's one of those. And this has happened before for me when I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can get her on the podcast. But again, you're going on game day. These reporters, they're busy doing their duties. That's what they're paid for. She's going to be busy sideline, all that. So I got, so I said, let me just take a chance. You know, and I'm not going to bother her and try to hit her up. Hey, would you have time to try to, I know that would probably be maybe the right way to do it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the flow, see if she's got five, 10 minutes. Um, and if she doesn't, I don't want her to even be like a hindrance me. Like, oh, I, I, I promised I got to do that also. You know, I want to get, you know, so I drove, I went there like three hours before the rely quest. But I like to go way early anyway, anymore, get settled, go through security. There's always something different, blah, blah, blah. So I get there. It says on New Year's. No, the day after New Year's. Because remember, there were all the NFL games this year on New Year's Day. So the bowl games were pushed to January 2nd. So I get there. Plenty of time. Beautiful day. A little warm. Beautiful day, though. And I go upstairs, I check into the press box, get my seat, everything. I see my credential says that I'm good to go on the sidelines with like six minutes to go or 10 minutes to go, something like that. Um, 
And so I'm like, all right. And I'm looking around. I, I walked down and I walked down to the ESPN booth and I didn't see anybody in there. And sometimes like silent reporters will come up to the press box. There's food up there. They might, you know, blah, 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 depending. So I saw a guy that was working the game. He's Mike Hogan. He is the sports information uh, guy for USF women's basketball program. He's He's been involved with college athletics for a long time. And I saw him. His son was also working. He's a good dude. And I said, hey, Mike, hey, listen, I'm trying to get Tiffany Blackman. She's doing the sidelines. Do you think she'll come up here or do you think she'll really only be down there? And he's like, you know what? I bet you she'll really be down on the field the whole pregame. Okay, okay. And, you know, look at the 50-yard line. Go near the wall. And usually the sideline reporter will have like a little chair or something. It will be right there. Usually that's where the sideline reporter will hang out for these college games. I said, okay, great. I didn't know how it worked for the college. It's been a while. And uh, I said, okay, great. Well, I, I, I see a representative from the ball. It's like, oh, hey, does this credential get me on the sideline? No. Not pregame. Oh, really? No. I went down, asked somebody else. No, you're not allowed on. Okay. I mean, I'm thankful for the credential. Um, I'm allowed on the field at, at the end of the game, which was really, really neat, by the way, but not pregame. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm not going to make a big stay. Okay. All right. Looks like unless Tiffany comes up here, I'm not going to see her. Now I'll have to wait until the end of the game. Okay. So I, I focused down on the game. I could see her walking, doing her thing. I'm like, okay. But what I did was the night before I went and I did my research and I went on LinkedIn and I saw that she went to Georgia State. I knew she was a Georgia girl, Atlanta, a Georgia girl, but I wasn't sure. So Georgia State and then she went to Louisiana and then Waco. I think that's how it went. And then Oklahoma City. And then from Oklahoma City, NFL Network. And then, no, 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 CSN, Houston. And then NFL Network. And then Charleston FC and ESPN Sideline. So I know when I was doing the interview there with Tiffany and I started going down, she's like, oh, you did your homework. And I'm thinking, I hope she doesn't think that I'm like stalking her. I I just, I, I want to do my homework and I want to know what, you know, you got to do your homework, you got to prepare. So anyway, so I said, okay, I'll wait till the end of the game. I go downstairs and what's really neat because we're not allowed now NFL games. We were for the first two weeks to be able to go down on the field, but there was a reporter that ruined it for everybody. Oh, my God. He was taking pictures of the knee of Ryan Jensen, their center. Jensen got pissed and looked back and said something to PR. Then he he, he tripped over a camera of one of the Buccaneer uh, photo- videographers. And, and they just scrapped all the reporters. If you're not NFL Network or ESPN, you're not going on the field. I'm like, oh, one guy ruined it for everybody. But anyway, I gave him some shizit. But uh, so... I'm not allowed on the field. So it's it's a it's a pleasure. It's it's kind of cool. It's an honor. I don't take it for granted. So we go down and it was right standing. He's all by himself, Jim McVeigh. He is the executive director of the ReliaQuest Bowl and has for years run the Outback Bowl. And so I'm down there talking with him. 
And I'm watching the Illinois band on how the band director, boy, he really gets into it. I'm watch, I'm listening to the fans. I'm seeing it down low. And then the end of the game, if you saw the ReliaQuest Bowl, there were six, five or six laterals by Illinois on the final play. And I'm down there shooting it with my iPhone video, standing next to Jim McVeigh and just seeing it. And then it was a scoop and score by Mississippi State, and it was a great ending. The game ends, you run out onto the field, and it was so neat to experience that again, just like I told you last week with being out on the ice with the Stanley Cup final where the Colorado Avalanche were celebrating with their families and friends and being out on the ice. It's so neat to experience that with a team because it's a long haul. And here's the other thing that I do want to say. I used to be like you. There's too many bowls. Who gives a crap? Some of these lower tier bowls. Really? Really? Is it just to fill content for the networks? But what I have seen is it does mean something to these kids and the coaches. They're playing for something extra. They get treated like kings. They get swag. They fly to these different cities for a week or five, six, seven days, taken out to dinner, activities, like what they do here in Tampa Bay, they have beach day. I took my daughter as fans and it's so neat with them. And it's also the marching bands, the the dance teams, like these bands work just as hard, if not harder than the teams. And, 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 and they're really big on that with the ReliaQuest ball. And it, and it was really great to see. And it, again, so, I mean, and going out on that field, it was as if Mississippi state being right there, walking around, seeing them celebrate and the way they were and with their coaches and with their players. And, and then it just being, it, it was like they won, they won the college football national championship. It was really, really neat to experience. It was cool. And then I noticed that Tiffany, I didn't want to bother her yet. Wait till she's all done. And then I see her walking up the stage that they set up on the field. Oh, she's got the ESPN mic. Flight. She's going to host the post game uh, celebration. And with the confetti and all that, I'm like, oh, my God, she's got so many duties. She's going to be exhausted. And then that was done. And I took some video and I was, you know, walking around. Blah, blah, blah. And then I looked where Hogan told me against the wall. And there she was sitting on one of those folding chairs and right finishing up and probably exhausted and tired and I said, hi, Tiffany. Hi, Charles, you remembered me. Did you have five seconds on how you made it so great? The rock stops here. Uh, sure. <laughs> Probably the last thing she wanted to do. And I knew she even said this. I only got a few minutes. I got to catch her. I think she was heading back playing. So anyway, that's how it all went down. And it was so cool. And I got it. And I took one quick picture, the one that I've promote using to promote this podcast this week she and i i took some pictures of her when she was up there interviewing and celebrating i mean doing the hosting of the celebration at the end and it was so cool and i'm driving away and i'm like i did it i got it like it wasn't a setup it wasn't it's you don't know if you're going to get it the same thing happened to me during baseball season he is dallas braden he is the color analyst on the Oakland A's radio broadcast. It might be the TV broadcast too. He's on the radio, he's on the Oakland A's broadcast team. 
He was big. He was on Barstool for years. He's part of a podcast with Jared Carabas. They're very, very popular, big following. And I remember Dallas Braden throwing a no-no. He threw a no-hitter against the Rays. And he's got the long beard. He just seems like a cool guy, a cool dude. And I remember being at my Anytime Fitness, and I remember logging on and clicking on to his podcast with Jared. Baseball is dead. And it's it's not, they don't think baseball is dead, but that's what the title of the podcast is. And you got to have a sense of humor. And I remember watching, it's on YouTube. And I remember having the phone in my pocket. I pick it out. I'm on the leg machine. I'm watching him. And I'm like, you know what? The Oakland A's are playing the Tampa Bay Rays. I got credentialed for tonight's game. You know what? I'm going to see if I can get him on the podcast. Here I am watching him doing the podcast. He's at the A's. I drive to the trop. I'm out there pregame. And there he is. And he's standing with a bunch of young guys from the grounds crew for the Tampa Bay Rays. It was like day three of the series. It looks like they knew him. And he was holding court. He was having the baseball in his hand. He was showing a grip. They were BSing. And you don't want to interrupt. That's the one thing. Don't interrupt anybody if they're doing, they're talking to somebody. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. He must have been talking for a half hour, 45 minutes. And I'm like, you know, and now they're playing music during BP and this and that. And then I went over to him and said, Jared, my name is Rock Riley. I'm from Tampa. I'm a huge fan, man. I got this podcast, The Rock Stops Here, how you made it. Not only did you make it, you threw a no-hitter. Here you are on the Oakland A's team. You were at Barstool Sports. You got five minutes? He's like, sure. And we're standing in the on the foul, in foul territory near the third base side. They're starting BP. And I'm in, I'm doing the podcast right there with them just like that. And then and, and done. And took the picture, thanks, and it boom, boom, shook hands, you're the man. And then I'm driving away, and I'm like, wow. I, I saw him on, on my phone that day, and I got him, boom. And I'm driving at the, with Tiffany Blackman, boom, got it, cool, and all is good. So thank you, Tiffany, and that's how it all went down. Now, I have to admit, Mr. Mr. Hypocrite here, what did I tell you guys on my last podcast? New year. It's a new year, right? I'm going to start writing down goals for the day, for the week, what I would like to accomplish. I told you, I read somewhere, I don't know what the source was, that you're more likely to to attain your goal of the day if you write it down. It's like 40, 42%. I don't know how they came up with that number. It sounds good to me. Well, guess what? We're in week number two, three here of the new year. Have I written down my goals? I think I did one day, and that's two weeks ago. So now I got to get back to it. And a friend of mine that is a broadcaster, he's got a podcast that's kicking it. Celebrity job jobber. How, how these big musical acts, entertainers, what their first job was like. And he's getting big numbers. He's getting some big names, man. His name is Jeff Zito. He, he's a uh, rock jock. And uh, I work with him for a little bit. And uh, he, he's a good dude. And he texted me and he goes, 
I'm, I'm, we're very similar. I like to go with the flow because I told you how my wife writes down everything and plans everything out and, and I drive her crazy because I like to go with the flow. And he goes, I'm the same way. And number two, I'm going to write down goals this year. We're similar. Well, guess what, Jeff? I only did it one day. So I got it. I cannot. I got it. I got it. I got it. And I saw another thing on social media just this morning. And I didn't want to go too long on it, but some guy talked to someone that, you know, was on their deathbed and, and their regrets. And I started going down the list. And I don't want to go down all of it. You know, blah, 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 blah. But one of the things was take care of little things. Little problems become big problems. And he's right. You know, I got one thing, one email that I really got to click on and do some homework on. And it's been like two, three weeks now. And it's going to cause me problems. One other thing that I got to do and I put it, I've put it off. It's going to cause problems. So that's my advice, giving it to you. And I don't want to be Mr. Hypocritical. Little problems become big problems. Take care of them. So for whatever it's worth. Who am I to give advice? Oh, my God. Um, so we just came back from Clearwater Beach. It's our spot. I know there are a lot that don't like Clearwater Beach. Look, when we went for Beach Day for the ReliaQuest Bowl, oh, my God. Everybody under the sun was at Clearwater Beach. It was backed up to go on that long bridge from downtown Clearwater where the Scientologists are. You know, you know, the Fort Harrison, it was bumper to bumper from there. So I, I know there's another way you got to go south and go East Bay, East Bay drive. And then you come up the coast and you go by sand key and you can get into Clearwater beach. You might be 15 minutes longer out of your way. It's better for me than dealing with bumper to bumper. I hate bumper to bumper. So I just did that. And my daughter is in musical theater. And they got their performance and this thing, voice tracks, or what is it called? And she's one of the leads. And she, so she just, it came on her phone. I took my daughter. She was singing and practicing um, all trip. It was so enjoyable for me. My daughter's 13, eighth grade. She's really good on stage. And I got like a show. And I'm loving my daughter practicing. And we had a nice little trip. And we, we went 20 minutes out of our way. And it was all good. So it was nice. And there's different spots. like So it, it works for us. I know I know one guy I used to work with is like, oh, I, I hate Clearwater Beach. I like to go to a park. And I, that's your thing. You do your thing, we'll do our thing. So we just did a one-night, two-day staycation with Emily and Addie and myself on Clearwater Beach, brand-new hotel. We got a good deal, and it was awesome. And my daughter now, we, we, we let her go to the fitness center. Look, I'm a father. I have to watch over my daughter. Sorry, I'm not Mr. Helicopter, but I got a daughter and there are a lot of wackos out there. And so I got to keep an eye. But my wife's like, don't be seen. So my daughter wanted to, she's doing this thing now where she wants, she works out late at night. Sometimes it's midnight. We got her a yoga mat. I I, I, I I caught her the other day. I looked out. 12.30 at night. I'm in bed. I'm in a, and she was doing crunches. She was doing like these sit-up crunches, bicycles with her uh, iPod 
her ears in and I didn't want to bother. And I'm like, all right. She likes working out on her own. My wife likes going and taking off running. She runs real slow, but she likes doing her exercises and her stretches on her own. My son, who lives about 25 minutes from here, he's 25. He likes working out on his own. Me? I got to go to a gym. Because when I say I'm going to do it on my own, I end up, eh, I don't feel like doing it here. I'm in the house. I'm out in the patio. Eh. During the pandemic, when gyms were closed, I brought some dumbbells. I went to the local park. I was doing push-ups on the uh, picnic table. I was doing jumping jacks. To me, I just, it's just, it's to each his own. To each his own. So, one extra little Christmas present. Got my son a yoga mat. Got my daughter a yoga mat. But it was really interesting to see. She's 13 years old, and we were at this nice hotel, man. And they had this beautiful, it's brand new. They have this beautiful new fitness center. And she wanted to go down. It was at night, like 10, 30, 11. I don't know who's in the hotel. You know what I'm saying? She's a 13-year-old girl. So, my wife and I just, Started watching a movie. She wanted to watch a movie. And Snuggle, I said, okay, you got it. We were watching this movie, The Nanny. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, I'm going to check on Addie. Now, make sure she doesn't see you. She wants her independence. Don't think we're checking on her. I got you. I got you. And I just looked through the glass window, and there she was on the treadmill. And she was watching TV, or she hooked up her Spotify or whatever, and she was just doing her thing. Nobody else. It was late at 11 o'clock at night. Nobody else was in the, the gym. Okay, good, good, good. Backed up. She didn't see me. Good. She was still another another half hour, 45 minutes. And let me check. She was on the elliptical. And she saw me. And I was like, yeah, I gave her a thumbs up. Nah. And she actually gave me a little smile because sometimes it's like, oh, my God. She thinks I am like dad jokes and the dumbest. And oh my God, and I don't know anything. And that's just how it goes. And everything was cool. And she came back in and she liked she liked that independence, working out on her own, going down to the gym, this and that. So I know what I got ahead of me. <laughs> that's why I got to stay in shape. But all is all good. And you know what? Sometimes it just takes like one night, two days, just a little getaway, man. Just a different environment. We walked Mandalay Avenue, I think it's called, the main drag. We got, we have a little spot that we like. It's on the beach to have dinner. The sunset last night. Oh, my God, man. Just gorgeous. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And it was a really, really, really nice little weekend. And then, you know, I did my thing during the day, got up in the morning. Of course, Addie sleeps in. Now she's at the age where she sleeps in. But but it was cool. And then we were back because she had to do a project with her girl, friend. And we dropped her off at the library. Try to let, Maybe they'll, maybe at a library they won't be giggling and they can get some work done. Who knows how that's going. But anyway, all was good. And it was just really, really, really neat to see. I got to tell you here before we, I head on out. So last week I didn't have a guest and I said, let me just, let me just do 
my best moments with this podcast from 2022 and looking ahead to 2023, what I, what I would like to see. And most of it was sports because I cover local sports and national sports, but mostly it's been in the Tampa Bay area. And so I had my number one being out on the ice with the Stanley Cup champ. Look, I was covering the Lightning, and I was hoping that they would win three years in a row. Didn't happen. But I just saw the door was there to the ice. I was leaving. I already got all my interviews with Stamkos and Hedman and, and everybody, and I was done with my duties, and I was going home, and I was walking out, and I saw the door, and I went, and, oh, that's the way out to the ice. And I showed the credential, and he's like, yeah, you can go in. And and I'm on, and all of a sudden I'm on the ice with the avalanche and here they are with their families and it was just I said that was my like number one moment like I had no end idea and you know they won the Stanley Cup and I'm out there these moments don't happen I had another number one moment and I forgot to tell you that of all the moments that I had last year with the Rock Stops here podcast my number one. And I, I forgot to tell you about it, was my trip to Pennsylvania to spend time with Joe Madden, the former Chicago Cubs, Angels, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, he's only managed those three. Now, he was with the Angels organization for, God, 20-some years as a minor league catcher, as a coach, moving up with the Angels, bullpen coach. He had been with the Angels for so long, and then he got his first crack. You know what? That's it. I just started thinking about it. He got his first crack at being a major league manager. It was late in life. Same thing with Bruce Arians. He got his first head coaching opportunity when his head coach had cancer. But it was late in life. And there's such a perspective that you get when you get your the great opportunity that you work so hard for late in life. Sometimes you get it early and you don't really appreciate it as much. You know what I mean? Maybe that's it. And Joe Madden and Bruce Arians are tight. They're friends. They've only known each other a short time. But they, they're they both Pennsylvania guys and they get along great. So anyway, but I was like, I, I laughed. I finished recording. I sent it out to my guys. And... And then I was like, here I, here, here I wrote down, uh, you know, bullet points on my, my best moments of 2022 and my number one moment with Joe Madden, I, 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 I left out. <laughs> so it was just so neat because it was one of those things where I saw I was going to try to go to the Major League Baseball All-Star game and, and a couple of days to bang out some big name interviews. And... By the time I started looking at the expense, how much it would cost and travel and everything, I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm going to swing that. And then it came on, it was either in LinkedIn or it came through like Joe Madden has his annual foundation charity golf tournament, try not to suck, out of his hometown in Hazleton, Pennsylvania at this country club right down the road. And I was like, I looked at the date his, the guy that runs his foundation, Rick Vaughn, used to be the head public relations man for the Tampa Bay Rays, for I knew him. And I was like, you know what? 
let me just reach out to to Rick. And so I sent him, I said, Rick, would it be possible if I went out to the Try Not to Suck Golf tournament that that Joe's putting on in PA, would I be able to get a sit down with Joe for my podcast? And he turned, he goes, we would love it. We would love for you to come out. And I was like, great. And then he even texted me back. Oh, and I said, how do you get there? Is it Scranton, Wilkes-Barre Airport? Or is it uh, the other one, uh, Allentown? Or, you know, and he goes, either one is good. And then he he got back to me. He goes, you know what? Let me know where when you're going. Maybe we'll get on the same flight. I said, oh, sure. And so I started looking it up, and I looked at this and that and this and that. Allentown, PA it is. Rent a car, boom. Here's my flight. He goes, great. I'm going to get on the same flight. And I hadn't really seen him in person in probably a couple of years. And so sure enough, we were at TIA, Tampa International. Boom. We were on the same flight. We get to the airport. We got this little car I got. I should have got something. It worked out fine. And it's one of those small airports airports where you can walk to your rental and got it. Boom. We had our night. He took me a little back way through the mountains of Pennsylvania. It was beautiful. We get to this hotel, nothing fancy, right up the road from where Joe Madden lives on the golf course, where the event's going to take place tomorrow. And beautiful. And this is turning out to be a nice little trip. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Boom. So then I check in and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to stay in this little hotel. And, you know, let me see what's in town. Let me go check out this Hazleton, Pennsylvania. That's where Joe is trying to help out the community. It's where he grew up. He's doing a lot. He's he's providing these scholarships for these at-need families that these kids would never get these opportunities with coaching, education, uh, activities, all this stuff. He's really trying to help the community. And I'm like, let me just drive around Hazleton and see what it's about. Because I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I, I I get it. And I was driving around, driving around. There was a small little mall there. I was just killing time. It was 5 o'clock, something like that, 5.30, something like that. And I'm in this mall. I'm just walking around. There was a Dick Sporting Goods, and I'm looking around. And I get a call, text or call from uh, Rick, 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 and he goes, hey. I just talked to Joe. Joe wants to have dinner with us. Can you be back here at the hotel in the lobby at like six? I'm like, sure. Boom. I fly back to the hotel. I get downstairs at the lobby and I'm like, all right, we'll pick up Joe. He goes, no, Joe wants to pick us up. Joe, he's got his humongous tournament tomorrow with all family, with all the golfers, with all the sponsors, with all the advertisers. He's trying to raise money. He's got family coming in from out of town. Well, a lot are in town, but uh, you know, he's got a lot going on and he wants to have dinner with me and you. Now I get you cause you were, you're, you're his right hand man. Really? And I'll drive, I'll pick up. No, Joe wants to pick us up. Oh my God. And we're downstairs. Here comes Joe. Joe, I get in the back seat. Rick Vaughn is in the front. 
How you doing, Joe? I haven't seen Joe since he left the Tampa Bay Rays. I haven't seen Joe Madden since his years with the Chicago Cubs and winning the World Series and then with the Angels. I haven't seen Joe since then. And he's treating me like his best friend. And then he's like, I just went. And you know what he wanted to do? He wanted Rick and I to experience the local fair. They call them hoagies. They're better than cheesesteaks. There was what the, the, the seasoning, the peppers. It was at a local place that's been around for years. Joe wanted to buy those. And then he also wanted to buy pizza. But it's not your everyday pizza. This pizza, and he bought a couple. He wanted us to experience the local fair. And he went himself before he picked us up and got all this stuff. And then we were driving to his house. And then he goes, what are you, are you wine or beer? What do you want, Rock? And I'm like, and Joe, I know Joe's a big wine guy. I could have just said, I'll go with the wine. And I go, I'm beer. He goes, okay. He drives to the liquor store. Because in Pennsylvania, it isn't just, you can't just go to like, the convenience store or whatever. You got to go like the liquor store. The, the laws are different. I forgot about that. And here's Joe and I jump out. I go, I'll get it. He goes, no, no, I got it. I got it. Joe, no, I got it. Joe leaves us in his vehicle. He goes in and he comes out with all these beers carrying these things. It was like damn near case or a case. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And here's Joe Madden, manager of the year. And now we go to his house he, they've been refurbishing it. He and his lovely wife have been refurbishing it with a country flair like their thing. And we're sitting down and we're sitting, eating our food and drinking our beer. And Joe's like, you sure you don't want any of this wine? It was like one of the best wines that he had been saving. And he goes, I can't believe you're just drinking beer when I got this. And I'm like, but I'm just being honest. I mean, I could have, but I, I'm a beer guy. And so we're sitting on his, it's a, it's like dining room kitchen there and then with his wife and now the guy that's running the tournament for joe and with joe he works with joe from the country club and then another one and here comes his sister and her husband pull in and then here comes someone else another family friend and and yet we're sitting there eating like kings they're standing and it was just it blew me away it blew me away and then it was like joe goes oh there's home run derby on if you guys want to see, and Joe told us he had not watched a Major League Baseball game because he was let go by the Angels. He just didn't want to look at it. And now he wanted to put it on for us. I'm like, no, no, that's fine. And there was great conversation. They're talking. Joe's wife is going. He goes, okay, for the silent auction tomorrow. We got this, this. We got Joe Namath's thing. We got this. Go in the back and see what I got. He, they come out with a Chicago Cubs jersey. Let's 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 auction this off tomorrow. Oh, uh, the Trash Pandas, a team out of Alabama with a Madden name on it. Let's let's auction this off. She's coming out with these things the night before the tournament. I'm experiencing all this, and then we get uh, so it was unbelievable. The food, the beers, the the camaraderie, the thing. I couldn't thank Joe enough. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Great, be there at uh, whatever ten nine something like that all right i pick up rick we go down he's and rick is in charge for the lot. he's in charge of the media coming he's in charge of the silent auction he's got a lot of duties with his laptop 
I'm just your schmo going to have a nice little sit down with Joe for the rock stops here. Nobody had sat down with Joe since he was let go by the angels and he's doing it for me. So we get there. We're early. We're seeing the guy that's running it. We saw him the night before. Everybody's cool. Everybody's getting up. They're setting up. They're setting up food. The stations, this and that. Here comes Joe. Boom. How you doing, Joe? Thanks a lot for last night. Sits down. Does the whole podcast. Oh, it was great with me. Boom. Now we have local media. Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes-Barre. They're coming in. Uh, they're setting up their cameras on the podium. The ones that got the scholarship, these kids that have been in this Joe Madden uh, foundation that he's been running for these kids, they're coming in with their families and or success stories, all this, all this, all this. So the, so it was great. And I'm there until we're leaving the next, I don't know, were we leaving that night or the next day? I think it was the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh of course it was. Because so, we went back to Joe's house. So now we go through the whole day. Joe was, oh my God, he's like, he's like the mayor. Everybody wants a piece of Joe. Everybody wants to talk to Joe. Joe played in the golf tournament. Joe was Mr. Everything for the happy hour and then the dinner and then everybody with Joe and his wife and Joe, 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 Joe. And Joe was tired. And here we are at the end of the night. I help Rick. We move stuff from downstairs to the silent auction to upstairs and we're hanging. The golfers, they come back. There's a nice dinner, the party, a celebration. I'm meeting a few people. Everybody was so cool. That Pennsylvania friendliness they all knew joe and joe's family big family and now it's at the end i said okay okay and joe even said i saw joe and he goes i'm done i said joe you've had some long day man boom 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 here we are i'm taking now i even had a couple beers now it's only right down the hill but still and i said to rick i said okay let's go we'll go to the hotel he goes no no, no. we're gonna go to joe's house tonight but Joe's tired. He's been with everybody all day. No, no, no. Joe said to me, get rock and let's come down and let's watch the all-star game together. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. No. Oh my God. But am I, I'm overstating my welcome. No, 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 no. That's what Joe wants. We drive down the hill, go into the house. There's Joe. Joe's wife is upstairs now. She's going to bed. And Joe, and now Joe puts on the cable, the TV, and the system. There was something screwed up with the system. And I don't know about you. I need my daughter or my son when the whole thing is all screwed up. And here's Joe. You know, he's had to have drinks. He's played golf all day. He's been smoozing all day. It's at the end of a day, the whole week. And he is sticking it out, trying to get this thing and going back and rebooting and everything. And and boom, here comes the all-star game. First time Joe's going to watch Major League Baseball since. And it's me, Rick Vaughn, and Joe Madden. And he's pouring some wine. I'm having a cold one. And we're watching the all-star game. Starting pitcher Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays. And I'm telling Joe about McClanahan. The kid, nothing bothers him, Joe, because I've been in the clubhouse and blah, blah, blah. 
and we're watching, and then Joe be like, oh, this umpire, oh, that umpire is, uh, oh, this player, that guy's a good guy, this coach, this guy, uh, this guy, you know what, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, watch this, this and that, this and that. And it was unbelievable. It was the hospitality. It just, it blew me away. It blew me away last year. And it made me realize just being good, a good, good, good person, no matter how, how big you are, how popular you are, how much money you have, just the hospitality. It was, it blew me away. It reinvigorated me. And I couldn't think of enough. And I couldn't believe it. I went back to the hotel and I'm sitting in my hotel room. I'm laying down on the bed and I'm looking at the ceiling and I'm just, what just happened? I just spent two nights, two days with Joe Madden in his home, in his environment, in his hometown. And I hadn't seen him in years. And I just covered the race. And he took me in like that. Of all the people, there was no other other people that everybody there for the weekend that were coming over to watch the game. It just was unbelievable. My number one moment. And it was incredible. So you know what? And, I, and I've been bad at this. Even for like distant family members, friends, like to still say hello. I don't like talking on the phone. You would think I would with, with talking like this. I just don't. I text all the time. Are you like, are you like that too? I do not want to get in long conversations on the phone. I just don't. But I was like, you know what? I got this and let me check in with people. So I was like, you know what? I want to thank, say happy new year to Joe Madden and to Rick Vaughn. And I said, boom. And it wasn't until like January 3rd, 4th, 5th. Here we go again, procrastinating. I said I was going to do it. Maybe New Year's or, you know. And finally the other day, I was like, boom, I forget where I was, man. I was just like, I think it was waiting. My, my, I got to think of my elbow. And I can't get the inflammation out. And I was just like, boom, I'm going to do it right now. And I emailed because I got Joe's email. I didn't want to bother for the te- phone. And Rick Vaughn, I got to say, and I just texted both of them and like, hey guys, what an incredible, my, my trip to Pennsylvania to be in your hometown was one of the highlight, if not the highlight of the year. I just want to say happy and healthy 2023, man, to you and your family. Happy new year. And thank you again. Boom. And that was it. And Rick was like, oh my God, what a pal. That was great. And Joe came back. He's like, you know, happy and joyous 2023. Feel the same way about our thing. And, uh, you know, really enjoyed your company. And, you know, talk to you soon or something. Thank you. Thank you. Back at you, man, or something. And there you go. And you know how Joe answers? I did thank Joe when I did get back to Tampa Bay from that trip. Originally, I said, thank you, Joe. And he said, oh, man, pleasure was all ours. And you know how he ends his his email? Madnini. Doesn't say Joe. Madnini. But I think on this one, it might have been take all the best. Take care, Joe. So I, incredible, man. And here when I did my best moments, oh, and I wrote down last 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 podcast, the number one moment, I forgot. <laughs> I told you, I have Anheuser's. So, all right, what are my goal? I got to take care of this email. I got to take care of one more thing. I'm going to do it tomorrow. No, no, I'll do it Monday, Monday. There you go. So listen, guys, thank you so, so much. We'll continue on. My best to everybody. Thank you to Tiffany. 
Tiffany Blackman for the starting out this podcast this week. You're the best. You are so nice. You are the best. And to all of you, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll talk to you next week on The Rock Stops Here or Pennsylvania or wherever. 